If you like what you're about to hear or what you've already heard, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find this episode along with others on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at OffTheClockPod, at O-F-F-T-H-A ClockPod, or you can search Triple D, that's Triple underscore D. And you can always email me at OffTheClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's O-F-F-T-H-A ClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. up guys it's your boy triple d how you guys doing how you living how's filling the blank all 2019 treating you so far good i hope as always you know where you can find me on twitter at off the clock pod that's o-f-f-t-h-a clock pod or you can search triple underscore d i'm also on facebook at off the clock pod and you can always email the podcast at off the clock podcast at yahoo.com and i'm also on instagram at off the clock pod um, but yeah, uh, don't have a, a big episode for you. Just kind of, you know, if you've been following me for a while, you know that uh, one of the main things I like to do every now and then is just be transparent with you guys with what's on my mind, uh, what I may be going through at the time. So um, we're just going to jump right in. Um, and basically, we're going to talk a little bit about coping mechanisms uh, when I feel like we're at, I don't need to explain what a coping mechanism is. You have Google. Um, I'm hoping you already know what that is. If not, pause it, go look it up, do some quick research. And, um, the reason this really came up is because one of, I guess you could say my go-to coping mechanism that I, I thought I had kind of overcome, uh, kind of popped back up. And, um, what that is, is, um, eating my feelings, um, when I would get really sad or down or depressed, um, I would just eat, you know, just to feel better or hope, you know, hope that I'd feel better. Um, not that uncommon. I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other people that kind of dealt with the same thing or deal with the same thing. Um, and I think, I don't think I, I'm positive that for me, um, this coping, this coping mechanism developed when we first moved to Virginia from California. Um, quick backstory, um, quick bio on me. I was born in California on a military base in Northern California. When I was about nine years old, my parents um, decided we were going to move to Richmond. Uh, my dad's from California. He was, um, like I said, stationed on an Air Force base up there. Um, my mom is actually from Richmond, Virginia. They decided that once he retired, uh, they wanted to be closer to my mom's family. And that's how we ended up out here. So I, I think I, I, I never fully questioned it. Like, I, not necessarily questioned it, but like I never was outright opposed I wasn't defiant about it. Like I understood what was happening. So, you know, there wasn't much pushback. Well, not a lot of pushback, I'll say. But um, we get to Virginia and it's the summer before my fifth grade year of school. And um, I spend that whole summer with like no friends. Um, I didn't know anybody. Um, the few kids that I did meet in the neighborhood, I, I wasn't cool enough to hang out with them. I got made fun of a lot. So that first summer, like I had 
no friends. So my grandfather was a cook at this church and, um, he would, he would go there. He would cook, uh, he would cook for my grandparents and of course us. And, uh, one of his specialties was like this cake. I, it's like a, it was like a vanilla or like a white cake with this, this vanilla frosting that would, that always lit me up when I saw it. And so when you're a, you know, a kid from across the country who has no friends and my grandparents were my first friends and your grandfather's a cook. So all he does is cook all day. Naturally, you're going to eat all day. And um, that's kind of how I dealt with my early stages of like sadness and loneliness, because no matter when my grandfather saw me down, like he would always offer me like cake or ice cream because, you know, what kid doesn't like that? And I'm in no way placing the blame on him. But, you know, I think that's what kind of I know that's kind of what kickstarted it. Like it, it was a it was an easy feel good escape. You know what I mean? Just to give you an idea of, I guess, how bad it got initially. Um, when I lived in California, I got made fun of by everybody from like <laughs> my friends to my family to, you know, other adults for being extremely skinny. Um, I was an extremely picky eater. Um, the running joke in my family was that all I ate when I was a kid was like hot dogs and uh, chick fried chicken skin. That was it. That's all I ate as a kid. And, um, you know, pictures to prove it. Like I was tiny, like skin and bones. Moved to Virginia, pretty much spent the whole summer eating. By that first week of school, you know, when you go to the store to do all your back to school shopping, uh, that was my introduction to the Husky section. I didn't know it existed, but it, it didn't register until that first week of school. And amongst all the other things that those kids were making fun of me for, um, being fat was now added to the list. So I think I had like one friend who lived nowhere near me. I would come home sad and depressed and my grandfather would, you know, have leftover stuff from the church. And he was like, hey, you want this? I'm like, yeah, of course. I, yeah, I'll, I'll eat cake anytime. So, you know, that was pretty much my whole fifth grade year. That whole first year in Virginia was was pretty much me just eating my feelings away. Um, get to middle school, um, slowly start to make some more friends, uh, start playing in the in the band and build some bonds with people in there. And, you know, I have friends and I don't need that coping mechanism anymore. And for a long time, like that coping mechanism just kind of fades. That's elementary school, that's middle school, um, high school. You know, I start to grow a little taller. I'm, I'm starting to, you know, grow into the weight. I'm starting to lose a little weight from band and everything. Um, not the most social guy, but I have a core group of friends that I can count on and be good with. Uh, go to college and, you know, the luckily for me, despite the fact that I'm pretty sure, um, and I'm, I'm not trying to self-diagnose, but, um, like most people, I think most people develop some form or some type of depression, like symptoms in college. And I, I definitely don't feel like I was like, I'm any exception, but despite all of that, I, I didn't eat my way through that, um, because, I was too stressed out from school, um, but also the band was keeping me happy. Being in the band was keeping me happy and it was keeping me in somewhat of a semi, you know, shape. Fast forward to, you know, not too far from graduation. Um, actually, no, I think I had graduated at this point. So I graduate college and 
uh, right out of college. You know how they always tell you, you know, sometimes you just got to take the first job you can get and, you know, everything else will kind of fall into place. You'll get the stuff you want in time. Um, that didn't happen for me. Uh, I, once I graduated from college, um, I could not find a job. I was unemployed for 14 months. And during that 14 months, my, my coping mechanism reappeared. I was sad and feeling defeated. And all I had was, was food to make me happy. Like my friends, uh, had graduated well before me. Um, they were, they were out of the, their parents' house. They were on their own. Most of them didn't even live in Richmond. Most of them I met from, from college. So, you know, they were in their hometowns doing their thing, living their lives. And I was at home feeling stuck and don't get it twisted. Like I was out there searching, putting in resumes, all of that stuff. I just could not get a call. So yeah, it, it resurfaced. I gained so much weight over that, that 14 months. And to cap it all off, um, one of my, one of my best friends, my brothers, he, 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 he suddenly passes away. Um, we, we had like our first, like real guys trip, just me, him and, um, my other best friend. Um, we went to Charlotte's on a weekend, you know, we weren't even wilding out. It was just, you know, just three dudes hanging out in the city, just having fun. And, um, we got back from that trip and then two days later, like we, we were already planning the next trip. Um, and two days later, um, I get a call that, uh, he passed. Um, and that, like that, that broke me. That's when, you know, it really got bad. Like I, I used to like, and sometimes I still do like, sometimes I still joke about how, like, I'm like a, re a recovering Reese cup addict. The truth is, like, I I had a serious problem with with Reese cups, not like, you know, I mean, like you could almost consider it an addiction. Like I would murder Reese cups every chance I got. Like I, I had so much like I, I would spend so much of like my spare change on just getting those because they were an instant hit with me. You know, it was it was it was my favorite candy. It's not a lot of muscle, not a lot of fuss. It's it's been the same forever. So, like, I would destroy Reese cups to a point where, you know, I would open up, I'd go to take out my trash and it would just be filled with orange wrappers. And it was just like, okay, this is bad. It's not like I'm, I'm not sick of them, but this is, this is bad. In the, in the process of dealing with, you know, my friend passing, that's when I began to like start to, to work out because, uh, everybody else around me was, was slimming down. I, you know, I was looking at myself in pictures, um, compared to when I was in college and in band and everything. And it's like, I didn't recognize myself. Um, and that's when the whole, you know, fitness thing came in and subsequently led to, you know, me pursuing con and at this moment still pursuing a career in physical therapy. So that determination to, you know, lose weight and work through what happened with my friend passing and everything, it, it sort of, it, it sort of like put that, that coping mechanism back into, back into storage. And for the longest time, like, it's probably been like five or six years, um, since I had, I, you know, used that as a coping mechanism. Um, 
and there've been some really, really tough times in between, but somehow I've, I've managed to push through and not resort to that. Like to the point where like, I hadn't even remembered it as an option, um, possibly because, you know, uh, the gym is kind of like taking that spot. Like I said, I, I, it wasn't an option. Like I had almost forgotten that I used to do that um, up until recently. Um, this, and this is one of those things where it's like, you'd be surprised how something or someone you care about that may not be necessarily related to you or the, the impact of the main occurrence should, should affect you secondary, but you feel like the weight of it is affecting you just like a, a primary thing. Um, I, I got some news that a, a decision was being made. Um, what well, was a decision would have to be made eventually. And it was something that it was just like an, an unavoidable thing. Um, this, before you read too deeply into it, this isn't a, a relationship thing or anything like that. Um, it's just one of those things. I don't really, it, it, it affects me, but like it affects somebody else a bit more. And I'm not going to put that person's stuff out like that and it you know they they might be okay with it but I, I haven't gotten the confirmation um and honestly you might even think it's something that's not that big but it is big you know what I mean it's it's one of those things but they they pretty much told me like hey I've been telling you everything about how I feel about this and I've been venting to you um but I'm here for you if you need to vent and um I I I knew Eventually, I would need to. And I think um, the reason I passed on it was because I just didn't fully know how to process it. I mean, it's a pretty cut and dry thing to process, but I don't I don't think I, I knew how to express it. So, like, I passed on it. Um, and, you know, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, And um, I should have taken him up on that offer in instinct at the moment. I think the only reason I didn't take him up on it was because when this conversation happened, like I was driving. So like I knew if I, if I went into it, like I, I definitely would have broke down in tears, which I'm not against at all. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm driving. So I didn't, I didn't want to stop somewhere. Although again, hindsight, I probably should have. So, you know, I tell them, thank you. And, um, I will, and I'll, I'll vent and express at some point. I just, at this moment, I'm, I don't, I didn't feel like at that moment, I didn't feel like I was fully prepared or equipped to do it. Um, on my way home, I stop, get myself a pizza, you know, that good old little Caesars hot and ready, $6 extra most bestest. This is not a promotion unless they want to pay me. And you know, you can, you can clown on little Caesars all you want in a jam. It gets the job done. So I get home and I, you know, I sit down to eat dinner. And usually when I get a, if I get a pizza, usually I can do about three to four slices. Um, and then, you know, save the rest. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm still thinking about this news and the inevitability of it. Um, and before I knew it, I had ate the entire pizza. Like the, the whole thing in one setting. And I didn't even feel full. And that's when I knew like, okay, it, it, it came back. Um, because even though I, I recognized that I, I wasn't full mentally, 
like instinct wise, I wanted to keep eating. Like I wanted to find what else was in the house. I wanted to go for the chips. I wanted to go for the nutty buddies. I wanted to go for whatever was available. Um, I think one of the worst parts about it was when I went back downstairs for the, you know, the last few slices, like this little voice in my head was like, you don't, you don't want this. Like you don't need, you know, you don't need it. You don't really want this right now. Like this, you need to put this box in the refrigerator and walk away because, and I think that was, that was my brain's way of telling me like, you're, you're about to go back down that path again. And I, 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 I recognize all that. And I still, I still polished off the rest of that pizza just because it was the easiest option. It was one of those things where it just kind of piled on top of how sad I already was because it was like, you not only are you kind of down and out about this news, but like you literally ignored all sense of self-control in an attempt to feel better. And we both know it didn't work. Like now we, now we feel even, even worse. And I guess, I guess it's, it was kind of a good thing that, um, I'm at a point now where I realized what was happening as in, as opposed to the past where it was just like, nah, just, just eat till you feel better. But like, I've, I feel like I've definitely grown more to where, despite the fact that I was mad at myself, I, I realized what was happening and had the wherewithal to say, you know, despite the fact that you don't feel better, just stop here and we'll, we'll deal with this disappointment in ourselves, but let's not make ourselves even more disappointed. And, um, and that's what I did. Um, I kind of beat myself up because like I said, the, the lack of self-control, the easy impulse fix that I had avoided for all this time, it crept back up. And the, the crazy thing was when I, when I really looked at it, everything had been building up to that. Like I, I, I had been given this news, like kind of inklings of this news in the coming like days and maybe week or so. Um, and I, I didn't pick up on it, but like I was eating so much junk food on my lunch breaks. I was buying tons of sodas and I was guzzling sodas. And I think the pizza was just like the the wake up sign of like, Hey, you're doing it again. Like, I don't think you've realized it, but you, you're doing it again. And like, this was the the worst occurrence of the past few days. And, uh, I guess it's just one of those sort of, I guess you could say like old habits die hard. Um, I don't know how to phrase it. Like, I, I don't want to say I'm okay with what happened. Cause I'm not necessarily like, I'm not necessarily okay with what happened, but I think, I'm glad I realized what happened sooner than I have in the past, because like I said, when I was a kid, like I had no idea what I was doing when I, when I got to college, I just kind of bottled it up, you know, all the other sad feelings of despair that was swirling in my head back then. But now, um, like I, I know what I did. I knew what, I know what I was doing. Um, so hopefully, hopefully from here, you know, wishful thinking, like, oh, I can take better steps into ensuring that it, it actually never happens again, or at the very least, uh, happens way down the line. God forbid it, it happens again, but cause you know, I, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Like I said, old habits die hard. Um, I don't really have a big cap off for that. I just felt like 
being transparent with you guys. Um, it's part of the reason why uh, this episode took a while to come out, um, aside from the, the stage fright stuff. But like, I didn't know how to talk about this because I've never really talk, talked about this. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not against therapy. I, it just hasn't happened yet. Um, but who knows, maybe when this, this full time, uh, <laughs> this full time insurance kicks in, maybe, maybe we can make that happen. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to, I guess, vent to you guys real quick and express something that, uh, I guess I don't, I don't know. I don't hear a lot of people talking about, especially guys, but you know, what are, what are some of your coping mechanisms that you guys have dealt with in the past? Um, if you've overcome them, how have you overcome them? Um, if you're still working on subduing them, um, or getting them in check, like what are, what are some of your methods? Hit me up. You know where to find me as always Twitter at off the clock pod, O F F T H A clock pod or triple underscore D it's off the clock pod on Instagram, off the clock podcast on Facebook. And you can email me at off the clock podcast at yahoo.com. You can always find this podcast on SoundCloud, Google play and iTunes. Uh, it's triple D and I'll see you guys next time. Next time. Next time. Next time.